Warning, the following podcast has been classified as insanely lucrative. Listener discretion is advised. Everyone always says, well, I don't need product liability because I just resell other people's products and I don't private label, so I really don't need product liability. Your attention, please, please. Listening to the AMPM podcast may cause recurring revenue streams and unfair, unfair advantages over your competitors. Other side effects may include better wallets, fired bosses, and longer vacations. Listen at your own risk. Here's your host, seven-figure entrepreneur and online marketing madman, Manny Coates. Manny Coates. Hello, everybody, and welcome to the AMPM podcast. My name is Manny Coates, and I will be your host, and this is the show where we discuss all things private label and how to generate recurring revenue streams 24 hours per day during the AM and the PM, hence the name of the show, AM PM Podcast. Get it? As a matter of fact, I was just going out to find a new office here in Irvine, California, at least somewhere local to me. And uh, while I was out there looking at this really, really kick-ass office, I was making money. How cool is that? Pretty cool, I think. So today, I am honored to have a special guest. We have Ashlyn Haddon, and she has something very, very cool that is brand new to the market. It's not even a month old, and I think that you're going to want to get this type of insurance because Amazon is getting nightmarish with people, right, when it comes to suspensions and things. So we're going to be talking about that and a bunch of other things, and I am going to drill her with questions. So Without further ado, let's get into it right now. Hello, guys. Today, I have Ashlyn Haddon on the line with me, and she is an agency owner of an independent insurance agency. She has spent the last 15 months working specifically with e-commerce sellers. I found, about, found out about her in our group, and uh, she has helped over 1,000 sellers protect their e-commerce business. Ashlyn, welcome to the show. Good afternoon. How are you? I am good. I, we were just talking briefly before we started this. It's been crazy. We had some technical difficulties with Skype and the recording, and <laughs> it's just a mess because my computer's been sitting here for like a month unused. But I'm ready now, ready to get into right. some, some, some liability questions. <laughs> All right. It's real fun stuff. So strap on your boots, guys. <laughs> I know. We'll get through this fast. There's a lot to cover. So uh, tell us a little bit about yourself and how you got started with all of this. Yeah, so I started in the financial industry when I was right out of school and kind of got into the banking world and was in management in the banking field. And when we moved from the Chicagoland area back into the Indiana, Indianapolis area, one of my friends was like, hey, why don't you come sell insurance? And I was like, I do not want to be a used car salesman. So no, thank you. But over time, she kind of, you know, drug me down and like, just try it. So I got into the business um, a little over six years ago and worked for Liberty Mutual, which was just a captive agent. So I only worked for Liberty and only sold Liberty products. And I realized quickly that I was kind of doing my customers a disservice because I had one product, one choice, take it or leave it. So I decided I wanted to go out on my own. So I had multiple products, multiple choices, multiple carriers, and I wouldn't continue to lose my customers, we could just lose our carrier and find a different carrier. And one of my clients was one of you was a crazy Amazon seller and said, Hey, Amazon just came out with some rules and I need liability insurance. Can you help me? And 
I was like, Chris, I don't know what you do. I don't know how you do it. None of the carriers really know what you guys are doing. And it's going to be really, really hard for me to do it. And he's like, please, Ashlyn, I really need some help. So a couple of months went down and I tried to find some carriers that would cover e-commerce sellers. And most of them went running for the hills. They don't know what you guys do and how you do it. And they just are really scared of e-commerce sellers. So I was able to get some contacts with a couple of underwriters and started writing a few policies um, and really establishing great relationships with underwriters. And so 15 months later, over a thousand e-commerce sellers later, I'm still in your guys's crazy world and loving every second of it. Awesome. Yeah. <laughs> so. And you're one of just a few people that I see continually popping up in our Facebook group when people start asking questions about who to go to for insurance, because you, uh, it seems like you cover just about everything that uh, an Amazon seller would need. Absolutely. So I do everything from the product liability to the general liability to the suspension policy. So really any type of insurance that you need as an e-commerce seller, I can help with. Okay. So you mentioned three things, general liability, product liability, and suspension insurance. So let's go through these one at a time. And I'm just going to play dumb here and just ask questions as if I was a beginner seller here. What is required by Amazon? Yeah, so Amazon requires that you have a $1 million general liability policy. There's other stipulations on the certificates and things like that that we need to do, but you don't need to worry about that. That's my job as an insurance agent hmm. to provide all of that stuff for you and give that to Amazon. But the, the meat of the bones is that you have to have a general liability policy. And when does and that kick in? When do you absolutely need it? Well, you, you have to have, well, it used to be if you had three consecutive months of 10,000 or more, but mm -hmm. they dropped that requirement and stated that any pro seller has to have the policy. So technically from day one, you are breaking your terms of service if you don't have a general liability policy as a pro seller. Okay. See, I learned something new. I didn't even know they changed that because it's been so long. Yep. I've never even looked into that. Do you know when they, <laughs> when they actually changed that policy? It started right after I got, so it's been about 15 months now, oh, right after okay. I got started. So, so that's, and that's roughly about when I started selling on Amazon. So it goes to show that I was learning from, you know, the guys out there that were selling and, and that was kind of the case back then. They were like, Hey, if it was three months or you need three months of, or sorry, selling three months at $10,000 or more, right. then you need it. And nobody, I guess nobody decided to talk about the update. So that's cool. All right. So right. 1 million. Okay. So that's what Amazon requires. Well, when do they need product liability? Yeah, that's a good question. I always say you can get sued for anything in this country. We are a very, very litigious um, very litigious country. So I always do mine hand in hand. It's not much more to do the product liability and general liability together in a bundle versus pulling them apart. Um, I don't know if, if I told you this story, but I did go through a claim last uh, in 2016 with a retail arbitrage client. No. And mm -hmm. Everyone always says, well, I don't need product liability because I just resell other people's products and I don't private label. So I really don't need product liability, but you do need product liability and general liability. And here's why. So I had a customer who sold, let's just say for argument's sake, a widget on Amazon. It was not his product. He was just reselling somebody else's widget. And he bought it online from my, my customer. It was shipped via, I don't know if it was UPS or FedEx or whatever the carrier was, shipped, put in front of his customer's door, 
Customer goes out to get the mail, trips over the box, sues Amazon, sues UPS, and sues my client. Now, obviously, my client had nothing to do with the guy tripping over a box because he couldn't look down when he walked out the door. But he still got pulled into a lawsuit, and we still had to defend, defend him. So we had to get the attorneys through the carrier, defend him, get his lawsuit dropped, and all of that stuff. So it still costs us as an insurance carrier almost $76,000 to go through this proceeding and get his name out of the lawsuit just because he wasn't liable for it. But that doesn't mean we didn't have to defend him. So if he didn't have his liability policy, he would have had to hire an attorney and defend himself on his own. Right. Well, that's crazy. And so that was a general liability insurance claim, right? Correct. Yep. That was a general liability insurance claim. Okay. Now, um, you mentioned, you said pulling them apart. I haven't heard that yet. What does that mean? Are you talking about pulling general liability and product liability and separating Correct. them as two? Yep. Yep. So it would be, you, you could do two separate policies but it's more expensive that way. So we typically just bundled it with one carrier and add your general liability and product liability together. Okay, so you, you still would need them. You still need two of them. You need your general liability. That's gonna be 1 million. And what would be the product liability? Same thing, it be, still would be a million dollar policy. Okay, and then what if you have multiple products? Yeah, so we can ca- cover all of your products under one policy. So we do ask for a copy of what you're selling we ask for the link to your Amazon account because we have to go through and make sure you're not selling any prohibited items. But we're covering everything that you're selling in that store. So if you're retail arbitrage and you've got 500 products, we're covering all 500 of those products. Okay. If you're private label and you have 10 products, we're covering all 10 of those products. Okay. And you said some products you don't cover. What would be some of those products? So really the prohibited items that we don't cover are any smoking devices, Anything gun or gun related is absolutely no, no. Um, if you have like a sling or like a grip or something like that, we will consider it. An, um, but anything that goes on a, on a gun, like a gun part is really, really, really tough, not um, really tough to insure. Okay. But other than that, really, we can find a, a market for anything. It's just sometimes it's going to cost you. What about, <laughs> yeah. What about, let's say baby toys, things that they put in their mouths or, yep. or knives, things like that. Yep. So babies are, again, are um, hard to insure, but that doesn't mean they can't be done. I've had, um, I have a, like a pacifier-ish type of product now insured. So they're just a little bit harder, especially if they're being imported from China. Um, but again, there's a price for everything. So okay. um, knives, I know we talked a little bit about knives. Um, knives we can get done. It's, it's just fairly expensive because it's a very high risk product. Um, especially if you're, if you're private labeling those. Right. Okay. So give me an example. If I am insuring, you know, I don't know, let's say it's a coffee maker. That's what I I sell. Let's say versus knives, how much more, what kind of an increment are you looking at in terms of your premium costs? Yeah. So like, let's say you're private labeling, the coffee maker might be, $1,500, $1,500, a knife might be $5,000 a year. So it really depends on what your product is and how much of it you're selling. If you're selling $20 a month in knives, it's going to be a heck of a lot different if you're doing $20,000 a month in knives okay. because the risk is higher because you're selling more units. So what happens, let's say, let's go with a knife since we're talking about this. What if I'm just creating a brand and I'm going to be selling knives, but I don't really have any sales volume yet, but I want to make sure that I have the insurance in place from the get-go. How does that work? 
Yeah, so we have to look at the product. So you have to at least have a spec sheet from the manufacturer or something that we can see what the product's going to look like and what its specifications are. Um, and then how it works is we're going to go on your estimated sales. So if you, you're going to just kind of give us a rough estimate of what you think that you're going to sell this year. And then we audit the policy at the end of the year. So if you say, hey, Ashlyn, I think I'm going to do about $50,000 a year in sales and it comes back and you did 20,000 in sales, then you potentially could have a refund for that amount. But it goes the other way around too. If you say, hey, I'm gonna do $50,000 in sales and you end up doing $100,000 in sales, you potentially could have a bill at the end of the year. So all of your commercial, prop or your commercial policies are auditable policies. So they do look at them at the end of your policy term and either send you a bill or send you a refund. So is that how it works? It's like retroactive. So if you, yep. if you quote me for $50,000 worth of sales and I end up doing, you know, let's say $5 million worth of sales, right? So 100X, does that mean at the end of the year, I'm going to get a, a massive insurance bill essentially? Yep, get your checkbook out. <laughs> okay. I mean, if you, made, if you sold $5 million, I guess it's okay. But okay, so I have questions. I, I know my brain works yeah. differently than a lot of people. So <laughs> we'll stick with this. So, all right. So I have a knife and it's doing really well. I'm like, man, okay, shoot. I'm going to add 10 more knives. Do I have to contact you to say, hey, we're adding you know, 10 more knives and give you specifications on that? Or is it already covered under that initial policy? Typically, depending on the carrier, it's covered under the initial policy. Now, some of the specialty line carriers are going to want you to say, okay, this is only for this specific knife, but nine times out of 10, they're going to cover all of your products. And I'll let you know that up front. If it's a, what we call, um, what we, uh, a specialty lines carrier where they're going to say, okay, it's only this product and this product only. So I let you know that up front. Hey, you're going to need to let me know every time you add a product line or you're fine as long as you stay within this product line. And is now, it if you go from. Go ahead. Okay. Go ahead. If you go from, you know, knives to let's say now I'm going to start doing axes. Well, then that's of course we're going to need to know that. But if you're staying within the same product line nine times out of ten, that's fine. So if you're, if I decide, I just came back from China, for example, I went to Yiwu and I found a bunch of new products, and I've been selling. You know, I did seven figures. Let's just say I'm on pace to do seven figures this year, and I'm going to add ten new products that I haven't sold before. Is it a requirement that I need to let the insurance carrier know? of the new products that I'm adding, especially if they're not, they're not something that I've sold before in a totally different niche? Usually, yes. Same thing. If some carriers allow you to cover everything under your LLC and some of them specifically want to schedule them out. Can, so it is something request, that I'll tell you from. Can you request an insurance carrier that does not require that um, yes, just so that you don't absolutely. have to deal with it? You can. Yep. Yep. Does, that, does that typically cost more? Typically, yes. Okay. All right. how, <laughs> much, how much more typically? I mean, are we talking about like 10% or like double or? Yeah. No, not definitely not double. Um, okay. Again, depending on the product line, it could be an extra couple hundred dollars a year. Okay. So for convenience factor, if you're like, look, I just want to get this insurance and I'm going to be adding just a crap ton of new products this year and I don't want to deal with having to contact you guys every single time I'm doing this. Just give me an insurer that doesn't require that, right? Right. And again, it depends on the carrier. So we would just have to find a carrier that require, it doesn't require you to schedule each item. And it does have a lot to do with what you're selling. If you're selling higher risk products, then they might request that you schedule every single item. But if you're doing a calculator and a pen and a remote and you know smaller, less risky items, the better chance you're going to have to not have to schedule each item. Okay. And then if somebody is starting out and they're, they don't really have that many sales or they're maybe, let's say at a thousand dollars a month, they're just testing things out. 
what do you recommend the starting annual coverage be? Or should so they start? Yeah, they still should need to start at a million dollars um, just because that's what Amazon requires. But I always say three times your sales. So if you're starting to get to that half a million dollar mark in sales, you definitely need to look at either adding an umbrella, which is an additional million dollars in coverage or bumping your coverage up to $2 million. So I always say at least three times your sales because that's what somebody's going to sue you for. What does a typical, I guess an average, if you were to average everybody out, what's a typical million dollar general liability policy run? For private label? For private label, yeah. Maybe fifteen hundred to three thousand, depending again on on what product you're selling. Okay, fifteen hundred, three thousand per year. Is that right? Correct per okay. year. Is that paid all in advance or is it paid out monthly? It depends on the carrier. Okay. <laughs> Some carriers <laughs> will allow you to do premium financing, but most of them will require that you pay it up in full. Okay, and this is for USA only, right? That's what we're USA, about. correct. Okay. Does it matter what state you're in? Does that change the rates? It does. Um, you're in New Yorkers. Typically, you're a little bit more expensive. Your California, a little bit more expensive. So it does depend on your state. Mm-hmm. The great state of Indiana is one of the lowest rates. Okay. <laughs> All right. But um, it does depend on your state because there's a lot of taxes and crap like that involved with it, too. Okay. All right. I'm curious. Why is Indiana cheaper than, let's say, California? What's the reasoning behind it if you're selling products nationally? It's your state taxes. Okay. All right. Just the taxes. And surplus charges and all of the individual. Okay. All right. Stuff. Well, this is good so far. So if you have a high risk yeah. product, you're going to be sell. Look at probably three Xing your premiums. And that's for general liability and for product liability. Correct. Is it? Okay. Yep. So so they both kind of work everything out. I'm talking. I'm just I, I talk about bundling because I I don't like to pull them apart. Okay. What is somebody going to need if they contact you and say, Hey, I want to. I, I don't have insurance. I want to get it right now. What do you need in order to get things going? Yep. So I have a quick application for you guys. Um, it's Word document. You click the boxes, things like that. But what um, is on there, of course, is your your name and address in the city or the state that you're registered in, mm-hmm. the link to your Amazon page, and then your sales. So go on to Seller Central, see if you can find your sales. So you can kind of estimate where you've been and know where you're going. Um, and then there's a lot of questions on Uh, private labeling and how you're involved. Do you physically make the product? Do you um, assemble the product? So you buy something from the manufacturer and you put it in your own box. You relabel, do you do warning labels, things like that. Um, And then if you have a warehouse or any type of storage that is not the FBA warehouse, then I need the address and um, the location the location description of that because we need to extend your liability and product coverage there um, also. So if you don't have that, go look up the address to your warehouse and uh, I'll need that information too. Okay. So that's important. So if you're not, I guess if you're shipping it all to the Amazon fulfillment centers, it's all covered, right? But if you're, Correct. if you're sending it to a, you know, a third party warehouse, somewhere that's storing it for you or whatever, then you need that address so that to make sure if they have a fire or something that it's all covered. Is that it? Exactly. And a lot of people don't understand if you um, work from home and you have products in your basement or in your garage or your storage set on your, your location, most people always tell me, well, that's covered under my homeowner's policy. But nine times out of 10, it's not. If it's business related property, it's not covered under your homeowner's insurance. Unless you can explain to your homeowner's insurance why you have 10,000 toothbrushes because you like to change your toothbrush every day. It's typically not (laughs) covered under your policy. So Uh, be sure that you have the products coverage for that. Does your premium go down if you've been in business longer? Um, Not on the general liability typically, um, but on the suspension policy, it does. 
Okay. And, and I have a lot of questions about that when we get to okay. it. So, so you guys hang in there. We're going to get to this really cool insurance <laughs> that just came available this year. So, and that's for suspension. I still have more questions about general liability okay. and product liability. First of all, can anybody get the insurance? Is there a reason why somebody couldn't get it? Yeah. So if you, if you have had like a past claim, sometimes it gets you um, kicked out of the availability for it, but most of the time we can't. So if you're a new seller, uh, you, if you've been selling for a long time, if you're a thousand dollar seller or a $10 million seller, we typically can find you a carrier. So yeah, anybody could get it. Um, and it's cross, it's cross platform wide. So if you're selling on Amazon or you're selling on eBay, Wayfair, if you're moving your products to jet.com, walmart.com, bed, bath, and beyond.com, mm -hmm. I can extend liability to all of those different um, platforms also. So it's not just your Amazon platform. It, nice. it goes across all key, e all e-commerce. Okay. So do I need to contact you if I suddenly start going into one of those markets or is it automatic? Yes. Um, we, it'll automatically cover it, but they want to be listed as an additional insured. So in order to do that, you do have to let me know that you're, you're selling on those platforms so I could get them added as an additional insured and get the certificate of insurance over to them. Okay. Some of the listeners have more than one Amazon account. They'll have two. So can one policy cover both their accounts? It depends if they're on an um, all under the same LLC. If they're all under the LLC, then yes, it will cover both accounts on the general liability and product liability. If they're two separate corporations or two separate LLCs, they do have to be two separate policies. Okay, got it. Yeah, I'm, and they would be under two different companies, most likely. Okay, what policies under two accounts? Let's see, what are the, you told us a scary story. Any other kind of ridiculous, crazy stories in regards to product liability specifically? Yeah, so I, I've got one more that I've went through. Um, uh -huh. Last year, they were selling um, a watermelon cutter. So one of those plastic little cutter things that you put over the watermelon and it slices your watermelon in like cubes. Uh -huh. And the customer was slicing the watermelon and the plastic of the handle broke and the woman cut the tip of her finger off and decided to sue my client. So, That's I mean, it was literally, it wasn't even, an, not even a quarter of an inch, Manny. I mean, it was just... The very, very tip of her finger. <laughs> well, still, um, everybody wants their full finger, you know? Still, I mean. <laughs> but anyway, okay, yeah. It so was so tiny. I'm just like, really? All right. So they ended up suing and we settled out of court for that one. So, I mean, I've gone through a product liability, general liability um, claim within the 15 months that I've been selling it on e-commerce. So I'm pretty confident. Um, in the claims process and who my carriers are and things like that, that you guys are in good hands. Um, we have some of the best darn attorneys out there and you know, insurance companies, they don't want to have to pay claims. So they've got really good attorneys to fight claims right. and prove that, you know, the people buying your products are either, you know, doing something they shouldn't have done or held the product the wrong way or something like that. So they don't end up having to pay out huge claims, but yeah. To know that the policy is there if something really, truly were to happen, that's the peace of mind that you guys have got to have. Do you guys look at product reviews or anything like that? We do not. Okay. So if, it, yeah. so if they have one-star reviews all the way and everybody says, this is terrible, you don't care. Right. Okay. Don't, right. don't say it like that. Don't say it. I know. I know. Don't say it. Keep that secret. <laughs> I mean, we what? totally care. <laughs> I know. I got it. Um, earlier, you had mentioned... One of the questions you're going to be asking is if whether you manufacture the product. If it's a private label product, but you have a factory that's putting this together for you in China, are you considered the manufacturer? 
You are. As soon as you put your label on that product, you are now considered the manufacturer. Okay. All right. So people should say yes to that then. All right. Yes. Got it. So for private label. Got it. All right. You had mentioned, I mean, certain things are going to be harder to, we were talking about baby toys or something mm-hmm. that they stick in their mouth, knives would be hard. What about consumables like supplements for animals or for humans? Yeah. So supplements are um, a little bit easier. Um, but still has to go to a surplus line, especially if you're private labeling those. Um, but consumables is like chocolate and food and things like that are, are fairly easy to do. Just the supplements, if they're more than 20% of your business, then you're considered an online pharmacy. So that's what makes it a little harder. So as long as you're just doing a couple of supplements here and there, um, it's a lot easier than if it's your entire store is supplements. Interesting. So more than 20%. Then what happens to your premium if you're an online so, pharmacy? Yes, of course it goes up. <laughs> uh, you can finally say you're a pharmacy. Now, I own a pharmacy. Right. You on are Amazon. an online pharmacy now. <laughs> All right. So what happens to your rates then? It, obviously, it's going to go up. Um, where you're going to land as far as price-wise is probably a couple grand. Yeah. Um, again, depending on your sales, so you're you really put me on the spot in prices, but. <laughs> Sorry, I know. I, I have all these questions. I probably ask you questions people don't ask, but that's what people listening to our podcast like. No, I just like. hate to say prices because oh, okay. they're like, well, you said on Mary's podcast it was going to be 2000 and now it's 2500 Yeah, no, I so get it. So, just, but they it definitely really go just up. It depends on, there's so right. many, there's so many characteristics and background on, on what you're doing and how you're doing it, what state you live in and what percentages, but I hate to throw numbers out there, but, um, the best, really the best thing to do is to fill out the quick online application because it, it does typically do a two day turnaround and I'll give you as many options as I can on what carrier we should go with. Okay. Now if Amazon, if people are just procrastinators and they get notifications no. from, I know they get a notification <laughs> from Amazon saying, Hey, we need to see your insurance and they don't have it and they contact you and get it. And it's dated after the fact, does that cause issues? Do you have, do you know anything about that? I don't with, with Amazon, but, um, if you contact me and say, Hey, I've, I've got to have this insurance in place right now. And, you know, put ASAP in there. I'll put you to the top of the list and get you the policy as soon as possible. Sometimes I can get things issued same day. Uh-huh. Um, so you could have the policy issued with that same date on it and we could send it back, send it to Amazon with, with the same day. And I haven't heard anybody saying, Hey, they didn't take my certificate of insurance. Mm-hmm. As long as you've got it when they ask for it, that's what matters. Okay, cool. All right. Well, and now we can I... backdate a couple of days. <laughs> okay. A right. couple of days. Don't ask me to like backdate it a month or anything, but a couple of days I could probably get away with. <laughs> all right. All right. Cool. So when people contact you, they can, they can talk to you about all this stuff. But one of the things they think that's going to drive the majority of people to you is the one that excites me because there's not, I don't think there's that many people that offer this, right? You may be one other person. We're the first one. You're we the, are first the first one. to the market. For suspension reinstatement insurance or suspension insurance, I guess. And this is through Lloyd's of London. Is that correct? Correct. Tell us about that. Yeah. So like I said, I got into this crazy world with a client and several hundred clients in. um, I kept hearing the same thing over and over again about how everyone's scared of Amazon and that, you know, the first thing they do when they wake up is check to see if their account's been suspended. And one day a client said, you know, I rolled over and checked my phone and I was like, shame on you for checking your phone before you kiss your spouse. Good morning. (laughs) So it kind of dawned on me, like these people need the reassurance that 
we're going to be there to help them. And I kind of started this, like, I've got your back theme. And it, I, I went to InsuraTech, which is a broker with Lloyds of London, and said, okay, we have got to have some coverage for these sellers because they're, they're scared. And, you know, if I, I have a Jimmy John's insured, and if Jimmy John's blows over, I'm going to help pay their bills while we rebuild. How come I can't do it for these sellers? So we really, we got an advisory board together with some of the community leaders and some, you know, seven figure sellers and say, okay, tell us what you guys want. What's going to help you sleep at night? And so we came up with this policy that is going to help pay your lost um, income if you are suspended by Amazon for an unintentional act. Um, So how it works is you get that ugly email from Amazon that says you're suspended. Um, We have a list of account specialists to use to get you reinstated. You don't have to use our list, but we do require that you hire a specialist. We do not want you to fight this on your own because we know that first email back to Amazon is the most crucial email to get you unsuspended. So we want you to have um, an account specialist working with you to get you back um, up and running as quickly as possible. So we've got a list for you. If you want to use it, great. But if not, if you've got somebody that you want to use, that's fine too. As long as you're hiring somebody to help you, you're going to uh, hire let, that let me, special. Let me ask oh, you, sure. Ashlyn, real quick. Yeah. The the list of specialists that you have. Are you paying? Are we paying out of pocket to hire them, or is insurance covering that? So you're going to pay out of pocket to hire them at whatever their cost is, but keep the receipt because we are going to reimburse you up to $500. So if they charge you a thousand bucks for the reinstatement, you're going to send us the bill and we're going to reimburse you 500. So it costs you 500 bucks out of pocket. Okay. And how many people are on your list? So right now we've got um, five that we have interviewed. We know we, we think are going to do a good job. They, have guaranteed that our clients are going to be at the top of the list. So you're not stuck, you know, 50 people down, you know, they're going to put us, put us first. Okay. And what do they charge typically? So Depends on what you're suspended for. So anywhere from 700, um, usually is the base that we see with them. Um, up to like an IP claim might be closer to 1500, 2000. Um, but again, that's, we're kind of staying out of that. We don't want, we want you to pick who you want and use who you want and pay their rate. Um, none of them are getting kickbacks from us. So it's not an affiliate program or anything like that. We truly are just trying to find good quality people to get you unsuspended because we're on the hook after 120 hours. We're only giving them 120 hours to get you unsuspended before we start paying that lost income. Okay. So, 120 hours. so that's five quick. days, right? That's five Is, days. They got to be quick. <laughs> Okay. And that's from the date that Amazon sends you the notification or from the date that you, or the time you actually notify the insurance company? It's actually the date that you get the notification. So if you happen to be out on holiday for a day or two days and you don't get the notification until you get back, the the clock starts clicking from the day you open that email and you see that you've been suspended. So once you get that email, you realize you've been suspended. You have to let us know within 24 hours. So once you get that, you call my claims team. They're going to start the claim. They're going to get you in contact with an account specialist. And the account specialist has got 120 hours to get you unsuspended. Um, if they don't get you unsuspended within that first 120 hours, then we start paying your loss of income back to day one. So we're not going to make you wait five days and not pay you till five days. We will go back and retroactive to day one. Oh, that's cool. Okay. 
And so how we're going to um, pay out on this is your actual losses. So insurance is here to make you whole, not make you better. So um, if you have QuickBooks, that's the easiest way. We can log in, see what your, your expenses are, what your payroll is, all that stuff, and pay you off of that. If not, then we're going to have to ask for you know, statements to, to prove your losses. But we're going to pay payroll. We're going to pay your owner's draw, cell phone bill, internet bill. You got prep fees, storage fees. Anything that you're paying on a monthly basis or quarterly basis or however you end up paying it, we're going to pay those expenses so you can stay up and operating. Oh, that's nice. That's different than what we had originally talked about a it couple is. months ago. Yeah, yep. that's cool. Okay, so, so that covers all, were, all expenses. Yeah, so everybody was like, well, you know, I've got, a, I've got a loan for my products or I have, you know, prep fees and things like that that I have a current on a monthly basis. So we changed things around. We listened to what you guys were saying and we're able to cover those, those expenses too. Okay. That's cool. All right. So you guys have had some great ideas. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so somebody, so how much is the coverage for like, how does that work? Yeah. So the base policy um, for a wonderful seller who is five stars, never had an um, suspension, never had an inquiry. The base policy is 800 bucks a year. Um, and then it goes up from there and it, it is based on your sales. So if you're a million dollar seller or a $10 million seller, there's going to be a wide range um, in policy premium. But you're looking at, let's say, a million dollar seller who's absolutely perfect, about $3,000 a year. And that's going to cover up to $11,111 per day. Per day. Again, for, for 90 days, roughly. Is that what it is? For 90 days. Yep. Okay. Again, depending on what your actual loss is. If you're not losing $11,000 a day, we're not going to pay you $11,000 right. a day. So what <laughs> happens if you max. get, what, what happens if you get reinstated after, let's say 20 days, do you still have 70 days left on the policy for the year? Exactly. Or, or yep. you do? Okay. Yep. So, so, so it's you, an aggregate of 90 for the policy period. Mm -hmm. um, one exclusion is we're not going to pay for the same type of suspension. So if you get suspended for, um, an IP claim on a iPhone charger, we're not going to pay for an I a uh, suspension claim for an iPhone charger again. You need to learn your lesson the first time, right? and we're not going to pay the second time. But if, let's say, you got suspended for used sold as new, or new sold as used, then we would pay that, as long as it's not the same type of suspension the second time. Okay. So you, you haven't been selling this for uh, not even a month, I don't think, right? So far? We have not. So, so anybody, it's brand new. <laughs> any claims already? We haven't. I'm waiting for somebody to have a claim so I can cut a check. <laughs> <laughs> and talk about it. I was going to be, I want to know. know the whole experience. <laughs> Whoever that is, put them in touch with me. I, wanna, I want them to right. uh, tell their story, right? Yeah, I was like, as soon as we have the first person, we're going to have to do huge testimonials about how quick the claim was paid. <laughs> Right. Or how right. amazing our suspension specialists were. <laughs> yeah. So let's go back a little bit. I imagine that there's different coverages based uh, with this kind of insurance. Is there a time in business that affects what you can get? Yes, exactly. Okay. So um, there's three policy tiers, a 250000 500000 and a million dollars in coverage. So depending on how long you've been in business is what you'll qualify um, for that. So if you've been in business longer than three years, you're looking at the million dollar mark um, under three years or is the 250 and under right at a year is the, I'm sorry, 250, 500,000 and a, and a million. Okay. So three years, two years and a year. 
What's considered being in business? Is that like on Amazon or in corporation? On Amazon. Yep, on Amazon. On Amazon. Okay. And this is just insurance for Amazon, not for eBay or any of the other? It is e commerce. It, oh, it is. So you can do on eBay, Shopify, any of those. Okay. So if I've been selling on eBay for a year and then I'm just getting into, you know, Amazon for two months now, I actually qualify for the middle one at this point, right? No, you or would no? have to, <clears throat> excuse me, you would have to apply for each one of the sites on this one. So if you've got an Amazon page and an eBay page and a Shopify page, this one you would have to have three separate policies for because you could be suspended from each, each one of those independently. Okay. All right. And so each one would have a different timeline depending on how long you've been selling on it. Correct. For. And okay. also if you have two accounts on Amazon, you would mm -hmm. have to have two policies on this one, even if it was under the same LLC, because each one of those accounts, again, could be suspended individually. Okay. So this All is right. different than the general liability, where if it was under the same LLC, you could have one policy, right. not the suspension. The suspension does have to be per platform account. Okay. So if I understand this correctly, there's no deductible. I guess technically the deductible would be the difference between what you pay your specialist and what you're getting, re, you know, the $500 back. But the main deductible is the time, right? The five days, the one hundred twenty hours. Yep. Okay. There's no physical deductible. Your time is your deductible. Okay. And all right. So you've got your own reinstatement specialist, and, and mm -hmm. supposedly they're are they vetted? Are these good people? I mean, they are. Um, like Cynthia Stein. I'm sure you guys have all heard of her. She's on. Um, she's on our team. Okay. Um, CJ Rosenbaum is on our team. And then you're putting me on the spot here. Oh, no, that's um, okay. That's cool. Those are two well-known <laughs> reinstatement specialists. So what if somebody has a, a previous suspension? I know people physically or personally, sorry, not physically. That's a whole different story. Personally, that um, <laughs> have actually had suspensions for super weird reasons. You know, like it was some kind of email thing and it, it really didn't deserve a suspension. They got suspended. They're reinstated again. What happens in those cases when they want this insurance? So we do allow you to have a, a prior suspension. Um, we're only going back 12 months. So if you've mm -hmm. had a suspension within the last 12 months um, that lasts less than 15 days, you would still qualify. If it's been over 15 days or um, more than one in the last 12 months, you do have to wait for that other one to drop off. So you still could qualify. Your waiting period goes from 90 days. Um, I'm sorry, your 120 hours does get increased depending on what you're suspended for. Mm -hmm. So keep that in mind too. You might get a quote back that says waiting period X and it's longer than 90 days. That's because you've been had a prior suspension. Okay. How do they determine the amount to pay out? Is it simply you providing them a QuickBooks file and they're going to go off of that? Or yep, does so somebody check on this or how does that work? Yep. So the um, claims team or my um, claims team is going to do all of that for us. And so, like I said, if you've got QuickBooks, that's the easiest way to do it. Um, if not, we're going to have to have physical statements to prove what your losses are. So just think about everything that you pay on a monthly basis. You're going to have to prove that to us for us to pay it. So we're, right, we're not going to take your word. So, but people can make up whatever they want in QuickBooks. So, I mean, is, are they doing anything else? Are they logging into your Seller Central account? I mean, yes, yes. So, okay. we do have to have access to your Seller Central. Read only. We don't. We're not going to manipulate anything, but we do have to have read only access to your to your Seller Central. Okay. All right. Cool. So, I have. I'm looking at the time here. We've been doing this now for over 30 minutes, and I've got a bunch of questions. So, let's go into kind of a rapid fire mode. Sure. So, we'll we'll just kind of bang through these because we got about I don't know a dozen quick questions. And there's so much to talk about. This. We could probably go for an hour and a half. So, all right. For, we, I've already asked about the other insurance, but for 
This one here, is it USA only or is it international? USA only now. USA only now. Okay. When do you think you'll have international? We are hoping by Q4. Okay, Q4. Got it. Why did Lloyd's of London decide to get into this, the Amazon business? They did not want anything to do with it in the beginning. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, They ran from the hills earlier too, but um, I really think they saw the potential of of you guys as sellers. There's there's about 3 million of you on selling on Amazon alone. So I think, you know, they see the potential of, of having this policy, obviously making money for them too. Yeah, cool. And they insure crazy stuff like people's fingers and their calves and their <laughs> yeah, they do. body parts, all kind of crazy Eyes stuff. Eyes and voices, yep. <laughs> yeah, nice. All right. So do you have any idea how many sellers are getting suspended each year on Amazon? We don't. Um, every, everyone we talk to is always like, it's not when you get, or it's not, if you get suspended, it's when you get suspended. Um, but we do know that about 76% um, of the people who do get suspended are reinstated within the, about the 120 hour mark. So that's kind of okay. where we came up with the 120 hours. I think it's super important now. I don't know if you know this. You probably do. You're in our group. But now Amazon has created, you know, opt out lists for the emails. And I just think they're getting more and more aggressive with any kind of email communication. I think people are going to get suspended for stuff like that. Reviews. I actually had a product suspension just based on the language that was used in a product review. So. You're right. It can happen. And, and I'm ready to get this insurance on. And let's go back accounts. to the general liability, general mm-hmm. liability, product liability or general liability is required by your terms of service. Mm-hmm. If you break your terms of service, you potentially could get suspended. So if you don't have your general liability policy, you could be suspended, too. <laughs> so if I don't have if I don't have general liability insurance, but I have suspension insurance, I'm covered, huh? <laughs> don't say I'm that. Get, no, sorry, sorry. Okay, all right. All right, next question. What happens if the account doesn't get suspended, but just a single product? Let's say my main product gets suspended. It is not going to cover a single ASIN. It's only going to cover the entire account. We are working for Q4 to have an endorsement where you can add one specific ASIN to be covered. That's hopefully coming in Q4. Okay, a million dollars, is that the maximum policy? That is the max right now. Okay, so it was $11,111 a day. That's the maximum daily payout, right? Correct. Okay. What if it's like um, you're only getting, you're growing as, as you go. You said there was a 90-day payout, but let's say the first, let's say I go 70 days. This is a, kind of a weird number, right? And it's only $1,000 per day because that's what my sales are. And then I go almost a year. My sales are blowing up and then I get to spend the last 20 days, but I'm now at like 10000 a day. Does it shift? Does it matter? Is it based, still based on 90 days? We do a 12-month rolling cycle. So we're going to do a 12-month average. Okay. All right. That makes sense. How do they pay out the claims? When does that happen? At the end of your claim. So where if you're suspended for 70 days, you're going to pay your payout will be at the end. So, okay. All right. So if it's two months, you don't get paid anything until two months. You get it all as one lump sum? Correct. You get it all as one lump sum because we don't know what your claim is until your claim is over. Okay, cool. Are there any categories that are excluded? None. Amazon? You cover everything? Yep. Unless it's on the prohibited items list. So if you go to Seller Central, you pull up their prohibited items list. We're not going to cover any suspensions due to those. So that's like the animal parts and marijuana and all those crazy, crazy things. Okay. Is this only for private label? It is not private label. So it can be retail arbitrage, RAOA, anybody. Wholesale and private label covers everything. Okay. Any credit checks or anything? uh, Nope. Nope. Okay. All right. Cool. I don't. Did I miss anything? Um, exclusions. We didn't really talk about that. Um, what kind of exclusions? 
cannot lie on your application. That is the okay. primary exclusion for this policy. If you've been suspended, you have to tell us you've been suspended. If you say, no, you've not been suspended, we issue a policy, you get suspended. We're going to look at Seller Central first. If it's there, that is Lloyd's of London's out to say no coverage at all. So you've got to be completely honest on your application. Okay. Um, other exclusions, non-USA or non-US businesses, of course, is not going to be um, excluded. And then any intentional violations of the terms of service. If you know you're not approved to have two seller accounts and you do it anyways and you get caught and you get suspended, there's no coverage there. You cannot intentionally violate the terms of service. Okay. Yeah, that makes sense. All right. What's the weirdest product? Is there kind of a strange story with a weird product with <laughs> product liability? I'm sure there's got to be something funny. I have um, a, had a customer contact me for a um, vaginal insert. So uh, that was product kind liability. Of, yeah. So that was kind of my weird one where I had to call the underwriter who was a real straight laced lady and try to ask them for information about a vaginal insert. So that's been <laughs> my best. My, my uh, most um, embarrassing. <laughs> nice, nice. Cool. All right. So I just want to let everybody who's listening know that, you know, we have no affiliation with your company. Yep. There's not even an affiliate link or anything like that. I just think that the value that you're providing the services are, they seem awesome. They sound really cool. Thank you. And we just wanted to make sure that the listeners are protected. So guys, you can get this by contacting Ashlyn directly, going however you want to do it. Actually, let me ask you. Your company's called Ashland Haddon Insurance Agency, right? Yep. I'm a Valdico company. Okay. Um, so best contact for me um, is via the link um, to, sell, to sign up for the suspension insurance. You literally can go to the link, quote um, the policy. If you like it and you're ready to issue it, you literally can issue and pay and be covered that day right okay. there on the site without talking to me. On the general liability, product liability um, email me at Haddon service at Valdico.com and it's H A D as in dog, D as in dog, E N service at V O L D I C O.com. I'll send you the applications. Those are all done by hand from, uh, by me. I look at every single one of them. I quote every single one of them and really just tailor it to you and your needs. So that one I do physically by hand. Um, and that's about it. I mean, if you if you need a phone number, I'll, I'll give you the phone number too. You can always reach out via phone. Um, but really the best contact for me is via, via email. Okay. And you said there was a website they can go to as well? Yep. And I'll send you the link to that because it's kind of a long one. A long link. Okay. So guys, yep. we'll put the link in the show notes. So uh, you're listening to this, you can just check that out. If you're listening to this on iTunes, just head over to ampmpodcast.com and then you'll have the full layout of, the, of all these show notes. And you can get everything there. So Great. cool. Ashlyn, it's been a pleasure. I want to yes. actually, yeah, catch up with you again, maybe, I don't know, later on in the year to see if anything has changed. Talk about any kind of claims that are coming in. Because I mean, this is so early. There hasn't been a single claim yet. So right. it's interesting. Very, very we'll interesting. We'll have to actually. have the first claim person on the show. <laughs> yeah, exactly. So are you going to any upcoming shows here that you want to let yeah. anybody else know about? Or are you going to keep yeah, it a secret? So, yeah. um, I'll be at the Wholesale Formula in Vegas. I'll be at the Midwest Ecom Show in Minneapolis. I'll be at Jim Cochran's CES in Florida. I'll be at the Rocky Mountain Resale Show in Denver. Um, and nice. then I'll be on the cruise. So The cruise? I'll, What's a cruise? Yeah. So um, 
one of the other groups is going on a cruise. Oh, that's cool. All right, and well, there I'm you like, go, guys. I mean, if you want to buy Ashlyn a drink, you know where she's going to be totally at. I will totally let you. <laughs> <laughs> cool. I might return the favor and buy one back. <laughs> oh, nice, nice. So this has been awesome. Very, very good information, guys. Take action on this. Make sure you're insured at least the very minimum, you know, what Amazon's requiring you to have with your general liability insurance. And I think it's kind of a no-brainer to get the suspension insurance if you're doing any kind of volume. So that said, Ashlyn, thank you so much for coming on the show. You've been listening to the AM PM podcast hosted by Manny Coates. For more information, insider, insider tools, tools, and to get the resources mentioned in this episode, visit ampmpodcast.com.